This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Selamat pagi, good morning. You're listening to Enterprise. It's Motivational Monday. It's the final Monday of the month. Uh, tomorrow we start a whole new month. Now, uh, of course, uh, with that, we have a, a special guest, our regular guest here. But uh, let me start the premise of uh, this Motivational Monday. So many of the decisions we make in life are led by emotion. We can tell ourselves that decisions are based on logic. But very often, while our brains tell us one thing, our hearts will tell us another. Uh, having said that, doing research, is always important before you make an important decision in life and whether it's seeking the right way forward or making a job switch or expanding your business it's always good to get as much background information as possible before you decide that way you've got enough for both the left brain and the right brain to mull over on your changes of making a balanced decision uh, and that will be better so this week Human Equation founder Sheila Singham joins us once again to share some coaching case studies uh, that will shed light on how we can make informed decisions that sit well with the heart uh, we need the peace of heart and the peace of mind, right? Um, anyway, it's 123 days before the year ends. Wow. I, I've done, I did the math. Um, and probably, you know, people, some making some decisions or thinking right now, hey, what have I done the first more than half of the year and only 123 days left. Now, so we'll go through the first case study here. Uh, this is a businesswoman with a unique training program for children. She came to you for advice uh, on expanding her business. Uh, big dreams, uh, and you help her bring them. <laughs> You help bring her back to earth and put a solid foundation to her plans. What did you do, Sheila? <laughs> okay, I don't want people out there to think, Frida, that I crashed their dreams. I don't. Okay. Um, I always believe in dreaming big. If you're mm. going to dream, dream big. Yeah. You know, you reach for the stars and then... You hit the moon. Maybe, yeah, you hit the moon, then it's oh, good the, enough, enough la, you know? Yeah? Even the top of the tiang is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So she had a very, very very good product. You know, it, it had been endorsed by um, the authorities and, you know, had great feedback from parents and kids and all that. It was a unique, unique product. I, I can't mention too okay. much because, you know, I can't reveal her identity. So she came and with this big plan of franchising this um, system of training in all the different states. Mm-hmm. So um, she, she had a great plan. I said, great. Um, but let me tell. Let me ask you how you're going to do this. She said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for people to come in and sort of invest and then in sort of like a franchise fee. And then I'm going to train them to, to do what I do. I said, that's really great. Mm. Here's the thing. Have you considered all the copyright issues? She said, what copyright issues? I said, here's the thing, my dear. Not everyone is very ethical out there like you and me, mm. right? So, I mean, for me, if I were to use someone's uh, training, I would like, of course, you know, if they want a fee, copyright yes. fee, I'll pay, la, you know. Yeah. But this one, she, I said, what if they, they take your product, they learn everything from you, and then use your database, go and market and all that for a year, then after that, they tell you, well, you know, we don't want to do the business anymore. Right. Then they go and do it on their own, repackage make, yeah. it, rebrand it. Make it. a slight switch. Yeah. yeah. And it's so interesting because as I w- we were talking about this, um, another person 
uh, whose experience I had, um, who had told me about her experience, said the same thing had happened to her. So I recounted it to this lady mm. and said another person who also had something, a great product, she taught people how to do it. And then in the end, the other person just sort of left her and went started on her own. Hmm. And then, you know, uh, even though you might have all your uh, agreements in place, if people rebrand it, call it their own, add in a bit here and there, what can you really do? Mm. So she never saw it. She was, <gasps> really? Okay. I never thought of that. Right. So very often uh, when we want to make a decision, we look at it from our own perspective. So everything is our map of the world. Our map of the world. I am a kind person, so I assume everyone is kind That's and honest. Right. That's right. So you know you cannot do that. I'm not saying you go out and think the worst of people all the time, but you always have to veer on the side of caution. You mm. always have to protect your interests in business, especially if what you're doing can easily be copied and so on. So I so very right brain. I mm. got a great dream. I mm. got a great product. Mm. No left brain. The 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 operational issues behind it, as you, as you were saying, the copyright. Absolutely. There's nothing to stop someone paying you some money, take that franchise, go and operate under your banner for six months or whatever, yeah, one and year. And even with sometimes with all the paperwork in place, people are still going to be doing that. But at least as, as much as possible, protect yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. People want to cheat, they'll cheat. La. I always say at the end of the day, people want to cheat, they cheat. La. But as long as I protect myself, if I just leave myself open and then people cheat me, then who am I? Who have I to blame, right? Mm. So we pointed this out to her and she was like aghast. She said, oh no, oh no, I never thought of that. So now my dream is gone. I said, no, your dream is not gone. You can still open up and operate in all the different states, but you don't set up a franchise and teach people your secrets. You set up marketing outlets. You go and engage people who are willing to come and work on a percentage of the profits, like a marketing fee commission. Get them to do all the marketing. You and your trusted partners who have actually got investment in the company go and personally do the training. She said, it was like you could actually see the idea bulb going on, like, oh, going on again, yeah. and the realization right. dawning on the, on the face. She said, that's a better idea. I said, well, yeah, I don't tell you what to do. I just help you to see all the options and you decide what to do. Right. So that it, is where she, she took that plan um, and is in, you know, in implementing it right now. Right. So in a, in a way, although you coach her into the ideas, it's like you start getting her and you've given some business ideas. But at the same time, a lot of it is that she's resourceful enough to now start thinking, oh yeah, I've got to look into these things. I've got to look into these things. Or so yeah. at least just be open to the fact that I've got to look at the, 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 the groundwork, yeah. you know, laying the infrastructure before embark on these, you know, these dreams. Yeah, another thing is a marketing strategy. I mean, what marketing today is two prong, right? Mm. One is okay, you go and do the legwork and do the cold calls and all that. But another is you need to start using social media. Mm. Our friend wasn't even active on Facebook, ah. you know. And so I said, you cannot lah, because today your mass, yours is mass market. You're not targeting B two B. You know, yours is B2C. Mm. So you need to go and target all the consumers out there. And how do you do it? How do you get in touch with 
parents of seven, six, seven, eight year olds who who need your product, you get onto Facebook and right. you start, you know, start a Facebook page for your business. You need the thought be the thought leader to put stuff on it regularly. You need to start, you know, use Facebook advertising to blast out to parents out there and that sort of thing. Hmm. So then, and then I said, your website where? So I said, all of these things you have big dreams, but before you go and launch into the big dream, you must have all the systems in place first, so that when you are ready to launch that big dream, you have all the supporting infrastructure to do it. Mm. So I gave her tasking. I said, I'm not going to discuss this further with you until you go and start your social media um, platforms and put them in place and let them run for a month or so. Mm. Uh, then you can start. Um, right. Yeah, so that's, that's a lot. That's, uh, it happens to a lot of people as well, right? I mean, because this is not the fun part. No. Yeah, it's not fun, but it has to be done. Yeah, it has to be done. Right, and then that's when you'll find out whether you have the persistence and grit to continue with your dreams or do these, or, or were these dreams just, you know, uh, lofty ideas in the air? True, because yeah. all this while she had been doing her marketing by word of mouth mm. and by herself doing seminars here and there. I said, how do you want to reach out to hundreds of uh, thousands of school children like this? If you don't even have... You know, yeah, a, a, a all Facebook the page, other platforms. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now here's another one. A woman came to see you because she was having problems in her marriage. Her husband was cheating on her, and she felt helpless. Uh, she had given up a high flying career to take care of her children. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> that that <laughs> was absolutely that was me. <laughs> and had been out of the workforce for several years. Now she wanted to go back to work for several reasons. How did you coach her out of that helpless state? Oh, I tell you that one, <laughs> that one, huh? <laughs> that one. No, she came to me really, practically falling apart. You know, it's it's very difficult when you've been in a solid marriage for many years to find out that, you know, your partner, well, whether it's a male or female partner, has been in, in unfaithful to you. So she was really falling apart there and couldn't mm. see beyond that problem. So had to map out one strategy for her. So I asked her, what do you want to do? I want to save the marriage. Of course, everyone wants to save the marriage. Okay, then work to save the marriage. But at the same time, you also have to become independent so that if that doesn't mm. work, you have a plan to support yourself. When she came in, she, she had plans to go back to work. At that point in time, not really. She was very helpless. When okay. she came to me, she okay. was really totally helpless. I don't know what to do. Right. I just found out this. I know tears, tears, crying, crying and all that. So, okay, um, let her get past that. And then we said, well, the question, what are you going to do? I, I want to save a marriage. Okay, fine. Let's look at how you can save your marriage. Do this, 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 this. At the same time, at the same time I, in my heart, I think he's already gone. Hmm. You know, I mean, he, he, I know, I suspect he's been unfaithful before, but I think this one is, is a big one because hmm. he's not hmm. spending time with us and all that. I said, what about the finances? I said, well, he earns enough. That's why I quit my job because she was very high flying and then kids needed her. And so she decided that she would quit the job because he was earning enough to, to stay back and look after the children. And she dabbled in a bit of this and that. Love. She was very successful in her own right. I guess after a while or so, fatigue sets in and mm. you decide you want to take some time off. La. I think she didn't reckon on taking like such a long break. Then this happens, you see. So I said to her, so how? If you do sort of call it quits on this marriage because you cannot take this infidelity, is he still going to support you? She said, I don't know. 
I said, there is your warning signal. Because right now, you just don't know how he's going to behave. All right, if at that point in time, he says... And you can't control the other person. You can't control the other person. If at that Only yourself. Correct. If at that time, he sort of cuts off support, opens another bank account, puts his salary there, you don't have access to now. So then you have to go and beg, you see. And he might say, well... Um, stay, keep the marriage going and uh, I want to have my cake and eat it. So keep stay with me and I'll give you the money. So do you want to be in that position? So she said no. So we started mapping out the strategy of what she needs to do. First question, if you were to go back into the workforce, what do you want to do? Do you want to start your own business? Do you want to go back into employment? Do you want to go into consultancy? So she went and explored all the options. Hmm. Then she went and looked at the type of jobs she wants to do. Do you want to go back to what you were doing before? She said, not really. I kind of like gone past that already, but maybe something linked to that. I said, okay, so maybe consultancy, start your own consultancy business or do part-time hmm. consultant, consulting with companies. So to be able to do that, you need to start your company, right? right? Then I said to her, go back. But of course, she had a lot of limiting beliefs. Mm. The limiting beliefs were like, oh, I've been away for so long. Who's going to employ me? I'm not good enough. That whole list of limiting beliefs related to her career. She also had a lot of limiting beliefs related to herself, mm. you know, as a woman. Of course, like, you know, if your husband decides to go and start having an affair with someone else, the first thing that happens with many women is, I'm not beautiful enough. I'm, not, I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not good enough. I'm not sexy enough and all this kind. I'm not young enough, whatever. I So I said to her, very realistically, your youth, I cannot do anything about but your limiting beliefs in other areas yes we can get it so we just cleared all the limiting beliefs one by one by one and then we look at her patterns all right her patterns of submissiveness mm. to her husband despite all this happening and she she realized that she had been modeling her mother yeah. uh, you know so we we have to be very careful if we see that we are doing something that is really not um, align with who we are We got to ask ourselves Who are the role models And what are the patterns Right Right So she discovered that And she was kind of horrified So that limiting belief That at all costs No matter what my husband does I must stay with him Another thing Belief she had Was, was a bit like For me it was like Really? It was like all the all that success that I have um, Done you know Achieved in my life Is due to him Oh. Due to my husband, because he had been supportive and uh, he had been instrumental in her sort of getting a scholarship to study and all that. So at the end of the day, I was like, no, that was you. Mm. You know, when people come in and help you in life, it doesn't mean for the rest of your life you have to be so totally grateful and sort of say that, develop a belief that it is because of them that will be successful that like some lucky charm. Right. So we broke like that. The rabbit's foot. Yeah. <laughs> So we broke that limiting belief. We got rid of it totally. First session, she was out of there like, wow, everything became clearer. Mm. You know, so um, as the sessions process progressed, I found her getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then she started making her exit plan. I need to go find another place. I need to prepare myself to get back into the workforce. So she did. She started, you know, going for courses and all that um, to get her knowledge back up to scratch. 
And she's right now in the process, actually. She's so much stronger, very excited about going back to into employment, mm-hmm. um, still exploring where would be the best fit. And uh, she's given herself till the end of the year to actually make that, that right. move. And, and what is the, how does this relate back then to saving the marriage? Um she still, at, at the end of the day, wants to endeavor to do that, provided he admits. Because till now, he has not admitted he's having mm. an affair. Oh, okay. And she has not admitted that, you know, she knows everything. Oh, uh, so I see. Was, there's a cat and mouse thing going uh, on. So when the evidence is all in place, she wants to confront him. And if he says he's sorry and no, I will come back and I'll make an effort, no... She will give him another chance yeah, but, that everyone But deserves. she's already in a different state as in now she's in a more resourceful state. Correct. On, on, on next steps. Yeah, I feel that a lot of women, um, uh, many women who do not get out of these unproductive relationships, um, number one, in marriages especially, is because they're not working. They're financially dependent. So you find give them a way to go back and become financially independent. It makes it more feasible for them to live. Because one of the things, who's going to support me and the kids, you see? So like there are some women and I say that if you're very good at something, you're very good at, say, flower arrangements, go and start a small business. Start first. If you're very good at cooking, start a small catering business. Put all... Put everything in place. Don't just walk out and, you know, make a a big dramatic difference in life. You always need to put the infrastructure in place for all the decisions that you plan to make. Right. Uh, We'll talk about career changes and office politics after this. Um, If you have any questions for us, you can also WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. I'm here with uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation. You're listening to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Barry Fronts Motown, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. We're raising your game on Enterprises Motivational Monday. Uh, Sheila Singer from Human Equation is here for the final Monday of the month. Uh, we're going through some case studies and, uh, you know, how she coached them well, into a more resourceful state. We talk about a woman who had dreams for her business, a woman who wanted to be more independent after finding out some horrible things. Uh, we're talking about another woman here, and she is poised to the threshold of making a career change, and uh, she came to see you. Uh, loved the current job, although it didn't pay as much as she wanted to and she had to do some freelance work to supplement her income. However, yet she had been offered a new job at a high pay and was contemplating accepting it but she wasn't convinced it was the right move. So, yeah, you know somebody say, hey, it has happened but you sure or not? You know, right? right. So how, how did you help her here? Well, as usual, I'll always go back to the values that drive you. So it's about eliciting the career values. All right. So eliciting the career values and find out that found out that actually money was not the top five. La. You know, the top five was excitement, fulfillment, achievement and growth and all that something sort of which her current job was fulfilling for her. So I asked her, where are you? Where, what's your heart telling you to do? It always goes back because your heart's driven by your values, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we sat down and we, we looked at it and she is in this current job. She is very excited. She's totally motivated every day. I mean, she works and works and works at it because she constantly wants to improve. She's learning a lot 
from her mentors and her bosses and it's an exciting life she gets to meet a lot of different people and um hear their stories and things like that so i said okay but where do you see yourself going with this she said i need to be here to learn all i can before i move on to something else mm-hmm. i said fair enough so what makes you want to take on this new opportunity she said the money is very good i said but look at your value system money is not everything yeah. so how do you balance your current income against what you want to do are you very extravagant do you need designer bags <laughs> and, you know first class travel and all that she said no no not really i'm quite happy with the way my life is you know going out with my friends sometimes and all that. i'm not very ambitious in terms of um you know um, my standard of living but more important is that i am I'm learning and she actually stumbled upon this present career of her sort of inadvertently mm-hmm. she's planning to go and do something else this opportunity was there and she was actually at that point a bit tired of her her job at that mm-hmm. time so this one was very attractive to her so she decided to go for it and try la you know like for 6 months or one year and then see and then it's now been a few years already right, so she's just she's still learning she hasn't got where she wants to be so i said then it's very very clear to you where you really where your heart really lies logically people always think go for the job which pays you more money mm. but if you're going to go there and you're going to be miserable and she did kind of like look at the other job she said you know what it's going to be kind of dry okay. it's going to be kind of boring uh, i really don't see myself in that role but the money is good la so we went back to her values and okay and, and then, no so she was doing freelance work though to supplement yeah, income so 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 obviously she needed more money she did need more money i mean more money is always welcome la you know mm. freedom right you know for that extra okay. lifestyle options you want to choose yeah she did need more money but it wasn't that she was like really in dire straits or destitute like if one month she didn't make that extra money to freelance work can still survive la and for her i mean being pretty young and all that you got enough money to survive is good enough you know so of course say in 5 years time she would want a job which maybe pays a double so she doesn't have to do the freelance work but at this point she doesn't mind working okay she doesn't mind the freelance work plus a current work right. because i i suppose you know people always look at me and say this gen y they are you know they just want to do their work and run and they're lazy and all i say it's not true it's not true i yeah. look at these gen y's if they are truly inspired by what they do if uh, and if 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 um you know employers out there take the trouble to elicit their values their interests and then endeavor to match that with the job scope right they will get so much more out of their young people because the young people will be very young people don't have time to sit and because and bitch and all that you know like older people oh, we are in a stuck state can't do anything we've been here so long young people think nothing of say okay after 2 years i jump and go to another business altogether because they're very excited about learning right a bit they've been exposed you know with the internet and all that they've been exposed to this concept of trying new things doing new things being excited about new experiences so if they have to go to another job someone like say is in their 26 uh, who's 26 or early 30s will think nothing of jumping but someone in their 40s and 50s say huh go and try a new industry but this is what i know mm. you know sort of like you know the the next uh, case study that we will be discussing la so um this young person then decided that no i think i'll stay on for a few more uh years mm-hmm. but what she decided to do is to 
sort of diversify the freelance work that she's doing. So mm. what she's good at. So I made her do this. Like, I made her sit down and do a sort of a quadrant of her values. What she re- is really good at and what she likes doing. Right. Right. And then we look at another quadrant of what she can really contribute, how she can really contribute. So what she liked doing, she wrote down all the things she liked doing, like voiceover, singing, blah, 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 writing and all that, and what she's really good at. Mm -hmm. She's really good at those things. So I told her, like, if you like, like doing things with your voice and all that then go and test it out lah. Mm. go and see whether you know you can do like jingles or voiceover for ads go to some studios and record ask them to give you an opinion so she did all that so then you match what you like mm. with what you're really good at that's really good now the people who are out there doing what they really really love and I'm sure you testify to this mm. it's not like work right mm. coming in every day here is not work for mm. you right it's, yeah. it's a joy right because you love doing it and you're good at it right so then it no longer becomes work it becomes a, like a passion right. so then if they fulf- those things that you want to do fulfill your top five values then that's what you should be doing then mm. at the end of the day you look at what's your contribution you know, if you are a person who really feels you want to contribute out there. So, I mean, if I were looking at you, Frida, you're mm. good at this, you love doing this, and you are contributing out there. Mm. Does it tie in with your values, surely? Yeah, yeah. So, this is where you need to be. Mm. But having said that, at some point in life for this young lady, the values might change. True. What she likes to do might change. Because what she liked to do, say, four years earlier, before she, she embarked on this job or something else. Right. Now, she loves doing this. So, we, we don't know what we like until we... And Counter it, mm. right? Until we try it, right? So similarly, in my own experience, I never knew that I would love journalism mm. until I went into journalism. I said, wow, this is like absolutely cool. I never knew I would really like coaching and training until I went and did it. I mean, that's not to say I don't like writing and journalism. I would still... But you've evolved. You know, I've evolved. Your, your values have changed and even life stages, right? Yes. You know, yes. whether you're married, whether you have children and everything, these things, Absolutely. these values change. Yeah, so now it's like this. what I'm doing now fulfills all my values. So we, we look at... So today out there, if, I, if anyone's out there like, you know, what do I do? Take a, draw, take a piece of paper, divide it into four. One quadrant right now, what you really like. Mm-hmm. One quadrant right now, what you're really good at. One quadrant, get someone to elicit your values. Uh, the worst case scenario, you've got no coach to elicit, then just do it yourself. Lah. Right. right. And the final quadrant is, how can I make a contribution? Mm-hmm. Because frankly, we all have to understand one thing. We are not just here. We're social animals. Mm-hmm. Huh? We're community people. We're not just here to... Um, sort of satisfy ourselves like you know shocks and diri you know we need to be looking at what we can contribute ultimately your purpose-filled life as you get older that becomes more important yeah and I think even this process you know when she finds out what is it that she's got a new job and it's a bit dry but but when she's clear about what she wants something might you know, happen, but she knows that, that that's the right one because it meets all that criteria. Absolutely. Yeah. So it needs to be like you move because you want to. Hmm. Because maybe at that point in time, uh, whatever you're doing is no longer enough. Then you go. For the you, right reasons. You go for the right reasons. You don't leave from a position of pain. Mm. Now, uh, personally, in my uh, own experience, I have never left jobs and careers because I hated the boss or the job or the people or politics. And all. I always left when I was at the peak of what I was doing and I loved it. So it was a bit of a tussle, but 
it was really a good place to go from because you're leaving in a happy position to go and try something new. If you are leaving because you are in a position of pain and you know people are not treating you well and, and the job is um, not treating you well, it's unfair and all that sort of thing, you'll be carrying that onto the next yeah. role. You don't resolve that. You don't learn to be happy with what you have where you are and learn to handle the people who are mean or unpleasant to you. Hmm. So you move uh, where you are, you carry it to the next job and that is something that you, like perception, we've talked about perception is projection. You carry those perceptions, you project them into the new role, into the new job. So how is it going to be different? You you see people like that now, patterns of behavior. Yeah. I, I know someone like that. Every job she's been in, it's always been about the bosses, the colleagues. They talk about me. They look at me like this. They're unfair. They give me all the unpleasant. Uh, and it happens at every job. Every job it hmm. happens. So um, Could it be you? Yeah. At this point in time, so I, I actually did talk to this young lady and uh, made her see that. And she went, right. So a lot more mature now and right. willing to look at herself. It's me, right? <laughs> Um, I'm like, uh, good, hallelujah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of brings us uh, to the next one. Uh, we're going to be discussing, um, you know, whether it's people or not, office politics. Uh, we'll discuss that case study after this. Uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation, uh, stay tuned to Enterprise. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, BFM 89.9. Because feelings matter. BFM 89.9. And yes, this is Enterprise. It's Motivational Monday. Uh, some ideas uh, that we're discussing, some case studies we're discussing with Sheila Singham from Human Equation, who joins us the final Monday of every month. Um, and we were discussing a couple of things earlier on. Well, on to our final case study here. Uh, this is a senior official in the company who is very unhappy uh, because of politics, yes, <laughs> uh, being victimized by boss, which is uh, the son, uh, the heir of the company. So he's very efficient and well-liked uh, in the industry and that didn't go down well with the boss. Um, he felt like uh, quitting to explore new opportunities but was too entrenched um, in the comfort zone of his present position. So how did you coach him? Well, this person was very successful, very well-liked, integrity like 10 upon 10, you know, mm. that sort of thing, very pleasant and all that. But he was the blue-eyed boy of the boss. And I think the boss's son didn't like it. Mm. So he really, this was real victimization because okay. I saw it itself happening. Um, but this person had, before all this happened, he had already been thinking that he wanted to go further afield. He wanted to grow. He had gone and prepared himself by taking courses. He took actually several um, professional courses to prepare himself. And this is something I always tell people. If you begin to feel the stirrings of um, a desire to do something more with your life, do take um, whatever steps you need to equip yourself even before you go and take on that role that right. you are desiring to take on. Because if you do that, so let's say if you want to, like for my own personal example, I was a teacher. 
and I thought that the natural progression of getting out of teaching, which was already beginning to stifle me, was to go into training. Mm. So before, while I was still teaching, uh, I took on some training management courses. Although I actually had a diploma in education, didn't need it, but I still said for corporate purposes, they always want to see, you know, manage tra- training management cert and all that. So I still remember I was like, seven, eight months pregnant, driving to Bukit Bintang to go and do these courses. And people say, why are you doing this? You know, I'm like, because if and when the opportunity arises, I'll be ready. Mm. So always be re- prepared before the opportunity arises so that when the opportunity comes, you will be qualified. Okay, that's where satisfying the left brain for other people, for your bosses. I mean, they might like you, right? Mm. They, uh, and say, wow, you, I like you, I have a good feeling about you. Then look at your qualifications. Ah, yeah, but you don't qualify. Lah. How, how can I put someone, justifiably put someone who's not qualified for the role, right? But if you're qualified, then left brain, like right brain already um, sorted out as far as the recruiter, the employer is concerned. So he had already got all these qualifications. So I kept telling him, if you are unhappy, start putting out the feelers. But loyalty was there. Loyalty mm. to the organization because he was very close to the boss. Mm. So he said... The big boss. The big boss, yeah. not the son. Yeah. So then I said, um, think about it. Put out the feelers. See what you're worth out there. And when the time comes, if you need to go, you go. Mm. But what happens is that matters came to a head. When the boss's son came and they were doing a new project, he was questioning every decision he made and his decisions were very sound because very intelligent person more intelligent than boss's son la, no? <laughs> but <laughs> who, who didn't who made all these uh, who blocked all his decisions purely based on uh, right brain you know emotion not on logic so what happened was that he got felt very frustrated and he started doing it in public he started doing it in front of the stakeholders so he was really feeling that maybe I'm not needed here anymore so I said Put in your resignation. He said, but I don't have a job. I said, this is where, if you are in this mood, saying that, you know, I can't get a job, you're never going to get a job. This is where, again, project perception and projection comes in. That's actually very powerful. And some people say might say, well, that sounds a bit like mumbo-jumbo to me, but I found it happening so often that whatever you project out there is, whatever mm. you perceive is what you project out there. If you think you cannot get a job, you won't get a job. If you're confident, you quit, and you mm. think you, it's going to come, then it's going to come. So what happened is, uh, matters came to a head, and he said, you know what, I don't need this stress anymore. I am you know, going to be in hit my fifth decade of life. Um, for the better part, I've given everything I have to this company to the to the detriment of my family, who is not even able to be with me as I travel around and all that. So I think the time has come. Right. What do you think? I say it doesn't matter what I think. What do you think? What do you feel? So I said, okay, write the resignation letter now. Write the resignation letter now. And then imagine after you have written it that you have sent it. How do you feel? He said, you know what? I feel such a great sense of relief. I said, there you go. Right. There you go. All right. Now, some people might say, Sheila, how can you tell someone to quit his job before he's got another job? I didn't tell him. He wanted to do it. Hmm. And I just gave him a strategy for him to be comfortable 
leaving the job because that was what was holding him back, a limiting belief. The limiting belief that I cannot get another job. So we got rid of that limiting belief and we created in his mind a goal that he would get an even better job. And I kept telling him, when you got to sometimes close the door before another one opens. Hmm. That, that is the way it is. You know, some, if, you, if you watch this prison cell movies, right, before the door opens, uh, the other one has to close first, right? So that's the way it is. And then he quit. And he felt such a sense of relief. He took a month off, spent time with his family, travelled and all that sort of thing. Of course, the industry, there were big ripples because nobody expected it, right? Because right. he'd been there forever, no? Guess what? Everybody was calling him. Two months later, he got the most fantastic job that he could ever get. Hmm. It was a job with a bigger organisation, a bigger role and everything he wanted. Everything, education for the children was paid for. Housing was paid for. Education for children until university level. Uh, hmm. With accommodation, like getting a scholarship for the child, private school for the child, huge big mansion. Everything that he ever couldn't even imagine he really? got. His employers really honoured him and respected him. And that was his desire, really, to be respected and honoured for his expertise. Mm. And today, like, he's so totally happy. He's just so totally happy. And he always comes back and he tells me, uh, I ask, how are you? He says, I'm so happy. And, you know, I always remember what you told me. Mm. And I said, yeah, because if you focus your mind on ne negative, that's what you're going to attract. Right. That's basically the law of attraction. Mm. And I, I've seen it happening in a physical sense. Like, if you're constantly afraid you're going to fall, guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall. You're going to fall. If you're always afraid you're going to fall sick, that's what's going to happen. If you're constantly afraid you've got no money, that's what's going to happen. So in this situation, though, it's not applicable to everyone. Because like you, with this person, you know, he is, he is very capable of finding work elsewhere. Yeah. Is there also that, that sort of factor that you take into consideration? That is true mm. as well. Right. But I also think that sometimes it's not just about your qualifications. It's about you, your attitude, what you're projecting out there. Now, I always tell people who are sort of very unhappy where they are mm. for reasons best known to, them, mm. known to themselves, mm. And and as this is what happens when I do training. People be whinging about the company la, the bosses la, the this and that. And I always look, and they're very scared, you know, like the economy like this downturn. What will happen? Will I be uh, axed and all that? And I always tell people this: if you're so good at what you do, and you have a right attitude that you portray in your work surroundings, people always want to keep you. Hmm. Now, I ask you, Frida, if you had two subordinates. One is maybe a bit new, but has willing to learn, do anything, go out there, um, you know, take on new jobs, learn and be right. so excited and enthusiastic. And the other one has been here for longer, but always grumbling, whinging, reluctant. Which one, right? Okay, if the time comes, if you have to let go someone, who will you let go? Obvious. Obviously, obviously right? Yeah. So I, I tell people, it's not, today it's not just how good you are at your job alone, it's your attitude. Mm. I, I ask people, are, are you the light that radiates <laughs> positivity and warmth to people around you in spite of whatever the environment of the office is? Or are you the person who like sucks out the light, you know? Okay. Okay. Like a black hole, you know. <laughs> so you got to decide, la. are you the candle in the dark or are you the black hole in the light? You know mm. what I mean? Mm. So choose what you want to be because it's always your choice. It all goes back to, and we've talked about this many times, cause and effect. Mm. Do you want to be the cause 
of good things happening or do you want to live at effect of the negativity that happens in your life, in your workplace? It's always about taking back control and it always starts with the mind. Hmm. Okay, everything starts with the mind. You got to be in control of your mind. So the minute the negative thoughts come, it's your choice whether you want to succumb to it and wallow in it and oh say oh woe is me, or to say you know what I'm not going to uh, submit to succumb to this. I'm going to go out there and make things happen. And right, that, and, and that's why it's motivational Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to start. You got to start with the mind, right? Yes, and then you know absolutely. on that thought, it's it's really important, right? What how your mind really will control the direction. Um, yeah, Motivational Monday. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Sheila Singer from Human Equation. She'll be with us again the final Friday of next month. Uh, unless, oh, it's n- next Monday, sorry. It's not a public holiday, yeah? I, I don't think so. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll catch up again. Uh, again, once again, Sheila Singer from Human Equation. You've been listening to Enterprise, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.